Hello and welcome to Meet Our Makers. I am your host, Jeremy J. Fissett. On this episode, we get to meet Alan Sparhawk and Mimi Parker of the band Low. In this episode, we talk about what life has been like for the band living in quarantine. We talk about the beginnings of Low and how they started off as a band that sort of subverted expectations. We also discuss what goes into a typical Low song and what really defines a Low song. We also talk about the genre of slowcore which is a genre that they are often thought to be pioneers of. So thank you for listening, and please enjoy. This is me meeting Lo. Hi, Mimi. Hi, Alan. Hello. <laughs> How are you two doing? Oh, pretty good. Yeah. It's early in the day still. <laughs> but, uh, I, think it's I know. What is it? What is it? Day. Noon? It's noon there. It's noon. <laughs> yeah. Time to get up. Yeah, I understand. It's it's one here, and I feel exactly the same way. Um, I know time doesn't really matter anymore. <laughs> no, it's a. Yeah. It's, it's all the rules are out the window. I think. <laughs> Yeah, I suppose I should say for posterity that uh, we're, we're we're talking on April 29th, um, because who knows what it'll look like <laughs> right. by the time this comes out. Yeah, right. Um, right. I know. I need to start doing that because if, if you know any of these go out in June and suddenly we're all uh, legally bound from leaving our house at all, yeah, this is, yeah. This is gonna sound this is gonna sound much better. So. Yeah. <laughs> So yes, it is April 29th. Thank you guys for uh, for coming and uh, chatting with me today. Yeah, no problem. Um, so what uh, what have you guys been doing in isolation to uh, stay busy, to keep busy and grounded? Well, the the one good thing about being a touring band is we're kind, you know, when we're not touring, we're used to being at home, and yeah. we kind of. Fine. Kind of, yeah. yeah, we've had some experience with like, oh, okay, that's cool. You were doing your job there for a while. Now you're not, and yeah. you kind of have to sit at home and wait. And here's a list of things that you probably should be doing while you're hanging out, but nothing, you know, nothing real obvious and immediate. Like when you're out traveling, you know, so if you have a job, you go there and you're like, okay, I have to do this and this and this. And at the end of the day, you have a measure of what you've accomplished. And when you're home, you don't have that, you know. And and I remember early on seeing that that was a real that was a very real thing. Coming home from tour was almost more shocking to your psyche than, than leaving on tour, you know, mostly because when you're coming home, there's part of your brain that's thinking, okay, I'm coming back home. Everything's going to be cool. I'm going to have a comfortable space. And this, this empty void that I'm feeling my soul is going to get filled, you know, and, and, but the rest of your brain's going, no, this is different now. You know, what, what are you doing now? This is different. We had a good thing for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to go from that daily grind of, of touring and moving all the time to then this sudden yeah. stasis of being in yeah, one so spot. Yeah, I, I can imagine it being alarming. Well, it's alarming, so, but at the same time. But the thing is, we've had many, many opportunities to, to make that. that adjustment. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, when you're on tour, for... you're thinking, you're making lists. Okay, when I get home, I'm going to do this and this and this. Well, now is our chance to actually get to those lists. Sure. Yeah. You know, so I've been uh, painting my kitchen. 
I've, mm. you know, catching up on some just stuff around the house yeah, that I need to do. Yeah, things. organizing and cleaning out the office. Um, I'm reading, you know, wa- yeah, I'm watching some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I know we've been, uh, we've been trying to plant more in this time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's, yeah. That's, um, that's important. That's our, our growing season is kind of short up here. So we're just starting to kind of get into all right, get the garden ready. But yeah, gardening can be, I think I would highly recommend gardening to anyone during this time because it's, uh, it's an escape. It's really peaceful. It really teaches you, it teaches you patience and teaches you like amazing things about the universe that you didn't, you didn't really know or you'd never really come in contact with. And, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's a good one. I think just for the health of the world i think we should all be thinking a little bit more along the lines of yeah. taking something out of the ground and putting it inside us you yeah uh yeah yeah gardening i finished i finished building the sauna in the garage oh, <laughs> just, yeah. oh wow it sounds really, <laughs> it sounds really it sounds look luxurious but <laughs> you realize it's the garage it's just kind of a <laughs> section off and put a put a little stove in you know but but uh hey a sauna is a sauna yeah they're great it's a <laughs> really been uh, helpful i think so did you guys um have to cancel a tour for this no we didn't really have well we had some stuff in june and some stuff okay. maybe in yeah May. we were really lucky you know we put that put that last thing out a year from last from last september oh, yeah so we, had so a, we last toured one, yeah, yeah we, we like toured like crazy and, last year and this year was going to be a down, going to be downtime anyway, just writing and, you know, maybe just, yeah. recording. So it actually yeah. worked out kind of well for yeah, us. Yeah, we were really lucky. There were a, lot yeah. of, a lot of people we know were, were just like oh, man. two weeks into touring. The record had just gone, come out. Yeah. Like, no, come back home. All that money you had to spend to you yeah. know, mm-hmm. make, you know. And, it, you know, a lot of bands, it's, it's a long-term thing. You know, you're the span between, okay, I think I need to make a new record and and okay i've been out touring it is is really long you know and, and you know you can you can get really far into the process and then if something like this happens and disrupts it or if something weird happens and everybody has to go home it, it i mean it isn't just the money for that month I mean, it's the money from the past year and a half and probably the money you're hoping to carry you through the next year and a half you know the next year yeah. and a half or so yeah so I mean, some it people is... man it's more than just losing a tour it's it's like wow you use like like four years of income that you would sort of sort of planned and yeah. sort of had it's, taken it's some quite a on, you, know? you know well thought out planned out cycle basically is what mm-hmm. it is you know in the the life of musicians it's, it's writing recording and touring writing recording and touring yeah you know and when it gets i guess yeah if it gets the wheel is broken at the, wrong, at the wrong time it can yeah. really cost you and really even just psychologically you know you've been prepping for that for like a year and a half yeah totally yeah i've noticed uh many people doing the uh instagram live which i know you guys have done a couple of already right. yeah um i think i saw alan you have something today <laughs> yeah um yeah I don't so uh, is that important to you guys though to like keep that um connection going even if it is remotely it's ending up being important yeah yeah I mean, at first mm. we thought well <laughs> first you know all... really do people really want to see that <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> But I mean, honestly, it's 
I don't know why we're, we're kind of always like that. We're kind of a little yeah. bit, this is maybe a culture thing where we come from. We're like, oh, sure, people want us. Yeah. Are you sure you want to listen to this? <laughs> but <Okay."> honestly, <laughs> it's been it's been really great. It's giving us a chance to, you know, to keep playing and to keep thinking. You know, when you go back and we're kind of doing some older stuff too. We're throwing in some old stuff, trying to do a new thing every time. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's been great to. It's a good challenge, and I think yeah. you know you don't. It's easy to forget sometimes, like that, that it means something to people, you know. And yeah, and, you know, sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't know, people, but then you'll get a, a note or a letter from someone who, who uh, you know, it obviously means a lot to them and it's helping them. And, I mean, we've had people reason, that know, have and, never been able to see us live because of health issues, you know. And finally, they're yeah, they're saying, granted, it's you know, it's not the whole band, and it's not how how we would ideally want to be performing represented you know with we like having steve and you know having more control of this yeah but it's it's been really great were you guys ever just the two two of you right you've always had someone else right yeah 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 pretty much yeah so it must be kind of a challenge to to uh almost reimagine the sound without the with those with those parts missing yeah sometimes i mean We've we've kind of had enough experience now with writing together, and you know each person sometimes will bring in some fragments of something and we'll work them out together. But yeah. I, I don't know. I, I can, yeah, I'm, I'm able to write and still sort of there's this confidence in the back of my head, like oh yeah, when when Steve when Steve works on this, I'm sure it's going to be even better, <laughs> you know, and he's going to he'll, he'll surprise me with something something, and uh, same with Mim. So. I, yeah, I don't think it's really stifled that process. I mean, obviously, if it gets to be six months and we haven't seen Steve, then I think we're gonna we'll probably start try to figure out some other ways to to uh, be more in contact with him. But um, yeah, so far it's like like Mim said, we're kind of at that stage right now where we're gonna be home and mm-hmm. kind of working on vague, vaguely working on the future. Which is- yeah, yeah. I was actually gonna ask about that. How um how a low song is typically started because I've I've always wondered sort of who brings what into it or if it just changes album to album or, or just kind of what the, the building blocks usually are. Well, I don't know. I mean, each song's different. I mean, a majority of the songs, maybe I, I probably I write and I'll have them kind of mostly figured out before I bring them to, you know, mm-hmm. usually Mimi is for the first person who hears something that I have that I feel like is almost complete or, getting somewhere and then we'll kind of work on it together. Steve's really good with, with arrangement and, and sort of finding ways to make things even more mm-hmm. focused, more, you know, also some sophistication and, you know, I'm, we're, we're very folk self-taught sort of uh, basic musicians and, and Steve, Steve definitely brings sort of a, yeah, you know, he went to school for this stuff, so it's, so it's pretty pretty <laughs> advantageous to have somebody who knows how to find a few voicings on the piano for something that yeah. I only know one or two ways to do and, and um, mm. stuff like that. So, yeah, I don't know. It's it's pretty. Uh, so so far, we're not too nervous about it, but yeah, just it's pretty natural. Nothing's yeah. Yeah, just sometimes yeah, Mim writes songs since. Things, she'll just kind of bring Rarely. in. Well, <laughs> usually every record you bring in a couple things yeah. that you've done and, yeah. and uh, stuff. But yeah, I don't know. It usually starts out with a mostly complete idea, you know, some chords and and some words and melody, and then and then the rest of us kind of come in 
figure out how to do it. Yeah. So even the uh, the really quite longer tracks that you've done, do, are they long from the beginning, or is that something that ends up happening organically as you flesh them out? Uh, just uh, definitely as we were working out, working it out as a band. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm trying to think like mm-hmm. some of the more icon, you know, some of the more specific long ones we have. Doing how to waltz. That was yeah. that one started. I remember kind of early on, as soon as we thought like, oh, okay, and then we could just kind of. At the after the vocals are done, we just sort of sort of roll into these chords and getting you know, I think pretty early on we thought, oh, I wonder, I wonder it'd be like we really went for a mm-hmm. while on this, you know, and you know we'd already, I mean, a lot of the, the band was sort of started and based on the idea of like, oh, I wonder how long we can play these two chords back and forth, yeah. and, and it's, this vibe still hold, you know, yeah. And, well, I uh, guess it maybe lullaby was our first attempt. Lullaby at that. was sort of long, and you know, a, yeah. a lot of it was like, well, that's all of the lyrics I have. So uh, to how are we going to make this song a song? You know, last more than yeah, <laughs> three, but, yeah, and I think of and I think of tracks, yeah, and I think of tracks too, like um, like coattails or mm-hmm. um, songs that have very very minimal lyrics but are fleshed out and are long and do have phases to them. So I was just yeah, I was curious if that was like a band decision. Yeah, yeah, that that develops as they have the song. You know, I, I yeah, it, it's 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 funny. Little details will just come along. The more the more you work on something, if you have an idea and you're like, if you have a lot of faith in it, you know, the more you work on it, the more you're gonna find those little details. And you're like, oh, okay, here's where this dynamic is. Okay, oh, yeah, actually, this is really cool. When we dropped out of this thing, maybe should we do it for two? It's just four. You start, you know, you figure out all those little things, and as you're going, and and yeah, sometimes. Sometimes it's like, wow, let's let's go on this one thing for a while, and because and, it, it works. And I don't know. I, I have a song right now that sort of that I'm working on. That sort of it has that you could just play this forever, and it would be probably just as boring as the first <laughs> ten <laughs> seconds, which is actually a lot, you know, which yeah. is pretty good. So I don't know. Well, there is sort of a ambient or drone um, mentality to I think a lot of your work, especially your earlier work songs like the ones we've mentioned mm-hmm. right. so that sort of two note thing makes total sense because there is that sort of hip, hypnotic kind of quality to them yeah there's yeah i mean min- minimal i don't know meditation and sort of when you get closer to that that's still spirit mm. you know you yeah yes something more static and minimal it really really it seems to kind of go in hand, hand in hand with that feeling yeah i mean you guys are sort of known for that starkness that minimal sound palette uh was that always the sound you were going for or how did you land on that that vibe of yours yeah yeah yeah, i think pretty intentional at first we Mm -hmm. you know we uh john who was our first bass player and i had played together and obviously mim and i were you know mim and i had known each other since we were young and we're you know i think just yeah we the idea for the band definitely had parameters. So we thought we it came about like, oh, I wonder what, what would happen if we played just these two simple things like over and over again, kind of, you know, what, what would happen if a band started approaching like Brian Eno uh, ambient style stuff or, you know, more far out, you know, Lamont Young, stuff like that. Kinda. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we were intentional with, you know, let's, let's play really slow and very sparse and even quiet, you know, and see, you know, you kind of, <laughs> part of me right away kind of had the hunch like, well, this is probably to come off as pretty perverse, you know, in front of the right audience. It's going to really, you know, 
be, have an be, impact have an impact or yeah. at least you know they're gonna, you're gonna they're gonna have to decide yes or no for sure mm-hmm. Um, yeah so well was, it is sort of that subversion of like modern rock tropes too sort yeah. of like especially if someone doesn't know who you are and you're just starting out and they show up to your show and they see you guys come on stage and then you play something like do you know how to waltz there right. it is sort of that that suspension of expectation there mm-hmm. yeah it was yeah the first few years it was really like every show we did it was just a shot you know it was just like well okay there's 12 people here i wonder <laughs> how many left? how will be, who will be left and who, who will, <laughs> yeah. be, will be heckling us and which which two of them are going to come up and say that was that was really awesome when are you going to come back that was kind of yeah. how it was for the first few years so you guys uh are often pegged or were often pegged with that slow core label yeah. um which i think i've read before that you guys quite dislike um no. and i was just wondering i was wondering what 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 are the intrinsic problems with the, with a with a label like that do you think well the or are, or are there any? Well, the I guess. Well, first off, we no, we we don't dislike that 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 term. It was one that came okay. along, and and you know, it was kind of funny at first, and oh, that's kind of a clever phrase. I guess it kind of describes what we're doing, you know. And then and then after a while, you know, sort of the '90s started blossoming, and sort of every indie indie band had their own sort of thread and style, or you know, people were. It became kind of a big thing to kind of divide everybody into labels and genres. And, and yeah. I mean, well, the, the problem thing. with labels in general is, you know, they pigeonhole you into a, yeah. and I feel like we have not been, not been too pigeon. Yeah. I don't know. We've, we've well, we haven't really, I don't think we've stuck with that. Right. I mean, we've expanded that, since within that, that you know. genre. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, if it helps people, uh, you yeah. know, understand what we maybe sound like, you know, yeah, if you want to describe us, you know, if you want to describe us to your aunt, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll take it. Yeah, she knows. She, <laughs> she knows she's the smoke 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 smoke. Yeah, I was going to say, I won't have to do any more explanation than that. Yeah. Oh, Grandma, it's slow for you. Yeah, you've, you've heard, heard it all. Yeah, duh. <laughs> but it is true. I mean, you guys, maybe, maybe that does describe your first few albums. But like you said, you haven't really stuck with one. Uh, sort of arsenal of tricks even though your your toolkit hasn't changed a whole lot I feel like the way you guys have used it has changed because if you look at an album like I Could Live in Hope and then compare it to something like Come On yeah um, you know Come On and um, The Invisible Way and albums kind of in that era were a lot felt a lot more straightforward but Mm -hmm. they were made with the same you know the same materials Yeah. And then you have something like double negative, which felt like nothing else you guys have done. Right. So you, I, I definitely feel like there's that sort of, that sort of wave formation of you, of, okay. of you guys well, through the years. Yeah. Well, we we were lucky enough to be able to get to do it this long. You know, and most, most bands aren't around this long. So it's, it's probably a little easier to look at back and be like, well, there's the discography of so-and-so and that definitely kind of has a vibe. And I was like, well, they only had, <laughs> well, yeah, it's, they're really together for seven or eight years. And, you know that they probably were evolving, but it would take another ten years of them being around for you to see where they're to see where they're going and sort of that depth. So, I mean, honestly, we were we were we were afforded the chance to to grow, and we've always worked with labels and people that were fine with letting us do whatever we wanted to, and, and I think that freedom sort of made the progress more natural over the years. You know, gradual, but but also natural and it, you know. Yeah, I mean, if, we'd have become, if we had become, you know, more popular 
I think it would have been more difficult for us to yeah. kind of explore some of the things that we've done and yeah, we kind of yeah, we you know, band was the band was sort of started on the precedent of you know let's let's try to make something we've never heard before or let's make something that might even challenge people you know and I think that's yeah it's kind of we just yeah I've just been lucky to kind of always been able to have that and mm-hmm. I don't know most most people don't get that yeah I mean if you had increased visibility to to a sort of stardom type standpoint <laughs> you uh maybe you wouldn't have had the allowance to sort of follow your whims like you've been able to so there's that yeah, yeah. it's very yeah it's pretty, I mean, almost safe to say we probably still wouldn't be around yeah i don't know <laughs> yeah i don't know yeah. Last as long. <laughs> <clears throat> i mean you guys do you are on sub pop currently right yeah yeah so i mean that's a i mean that's a pretty good size label but I imagine based off your last few albums that they, they must be relatively hands off with the creative process. Yeah, they always have. Yeah, been. they always Yeah, have they're been. always Yeah. Um yeah, early John and Jonathan early on, you know, before we were on the label kind of expressed his you know, he knew he would come to shows and he really liked us, really you know, when he when he asked us to come on, he definitely kind of gave us the impression like he just wanted us to do what we what we do and and was happy with happy to support whatever we wanted to do. That's the way it's been pretty much so. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it like, or what was the uh, decision-making process like behind bringing uh, BJ Burton on for, for uh, Double Negative? Because he's more known for more obviously electronic music than than you guys typically right. are. Um, Lizzo and Sylvanesso right. and people like that. So how, how did that come about? Um, well, we actually got a, we got a message from him out of the blue. You know, I think they, they saw we were headed down to Chicago for, for some shows and he just was like, hey, why don't you stop in the studio in Eau Claire in Wisconsin, you know, the uh, Justin Vernon's studio there. Mm-hmm. He'd be working there. <clears throat> so why don't you come come by and check out the studio? Maybe you guys would want to work there. And I was like, oh, okay, it's only a couple hours away. This would, this would be cool. And um, I had met Justin before, like years ago, just playing shows in Eau Claire with other bands and stuff. So it was like, oh, okay, cool. We'll go see Justin. And, and meet bj and uh yeah i don't know we thought yeah. the studio was cool started conversations with bj i i ended up working with him on a record by this band called trampled by turtles mm. kind of more of a new bluegrass mm-hmm. type band or whatever but he and i worked together kind of producing and engineering it and we got along really well and conversations started there about kind of possibilities and what, what kind of stuff we liked and we that's i guess that's kind of we kind of decided then, like, yeah, let's let's work together because it seemed like he was he was feeling some similar things that I was looking for. So, yeah, but uh, yeah, just just kind of worked it out. We've been really lucky. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's close, you know, it's only a few hours away to the studio, so it's really really convenient. And, and then I guess we so with ones and sixes. We started down that path. Yeah, we you know, ones and sixes with, with, BJ, with BJ and and we knew. Oh, okay. Yeah, we did that one with him, and so we could see the kind of the first record was kind of learning, like okay, yeah. what do we, what's possible here, and you know, we were kind of maybe working a little more on the traditional side of like, okay, here's our songs, let's go in the room and play them and then uh-huh. uh, mix them, you know, and we started BJ started kind of breaking that up a little bit and giving us opportunity to stretch out and yeah, but. Yeah, by the time we were done with ones and sixes, we were 
pretty sure that like the next thing was going to be a lot further mm -hmm. out. And so, yeah. Did you uh, have to write the songs in a different way for Double Negative just because it is structurally and, and sonically so different or did they still kind of start like a typical low song? Uh, it was, the, the writing's all pretty typical. I mean, you still just kind of bring in a song. I, I guess the idea, I guess the reason maybe it sounds different is just sort of the way we were approaching things, you know, I'd, I'd come in and like, well, here's the, here's this song, the way I strum it on the guitar. Let's, I mean, it, we, we did, can do it with we the did, synthesizer uh, and drum machine and men's voice or something Some of like those that. songs were built a little bit more in yeah, the studio yeah, than in the built, past, but, for sure. I mean, initial ideas were there, but there were there was definitely... Yeah. Um, and there were definitely like versions of, you know, we we a couple songs, we'd do a few different versions before we found what worked. And sometimes there were songs that seemed to work on their own when they were finished, but it just didn't, didn't work mm -hmm. with the rest of the record. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it was... A, yeah, double neck. Double neck was a little looser. There was definitely songs brought in, but then also stuff that was just fragments. You know, maybe I only had a few lines and a chord or two, and then we'd kind of build it from there, and it would turn into something, and come back two weeks later and finish it or finish the lyrics or whatever. But uh, yeah. Kind of what were some of the inspirations behind Double Negative? Because to me, it 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 always kind of feels like you're. Uh, bleakest album um, but I don't know if that's actually true or if it's just sort of the the, the, the mood that I get as I put on the headphones yeah um, and especially because so many of the lyrics are kind of gnarled and obscured I'm just sort of wondering what the uh, motives were behind a lot of that album well I don't know how conscious we were of it at the time I mean certainly stuff was unfolding the, the elect the election and we were basically did that record over over the election and mm. kind of in, into the year as 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 what's his name started his, his uh presidency and stuff so yeah i really that stuff was definitely bearing on us uh the whole the the idea of voices and truth and how much you know how clear do you you know sometimes the voice is very close and you know exactly what it's saying sometimes it's far away and you you can only pick up fragments and sometimes it's just the sound of the voice that is all you need you know and we there was some conscious talk about that, sort of like messing around with the way vocals, you know, how, how vocals are mixed in with, with the rest of the music and, and, you know, trying to get away from sort of some of the go-to sounds that we would go, you know, we definitely kind of broke apart the drums, and the sounds and the way we would build rhythm. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, yeah, I remember. I remember as it was going down, sort of at the same time as making this record, and sort of realizing, like, wow, this, this, this has to be, this has to be everything. You know, I mean, I was. I think we were like. It was. I was more probably the most determined I've ever been to deliver something that that mean that meant something. And, mm -hmm. uh, and I think the fact that we had already, we kind of already were down this road of doing something really extreme, something we knew was going to be a challenge and sort of far beyond what our typical sound is. I think it just, I don't know. It just made me, it just kind of clinched my jaw down even harder. Like you're darn right. I'm going to make a, I'm going to make a record that's going to destroy, <laughs> destroy, this, yeah. destroy these, these, these fools. 
Well, the extremity of it, though, is sort of a good mirror of probably the, the tenor inside your own minds at that time. Yeah, I mean, we've, yeah. we've, we've determined that all of the all of the records that we've released, we, you know, like he was saying, we're not really aware of it at the time. But after the fact, we always go time. back. Yeah, it's always Yeah, it's always a reflection on what's going on in our minds and our yeah the world or personally so are, or, yeah you know, family mm. yeah, mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah i was going to ask a bit about your lyrics as well um not specific lyrics but just mm-hmm. sort of the fact that um many of your lyrics across your discography do tend to be pretty impressionistic mm-hmm. um and more sort of to me it sounds more like sound forward lyricism as opposed to maybe a really contemplative singer-songwriter piece or something. Um, are your lyrics, you know, typically rooted in personal experience or is it more of a sort of free to, um, free association type thing? Well, I think, about, I don't know, well, probably, probably both. I mean, it's definitely, okay. it's definitely something spilling out of your subconscious, you know? Yeah. Uh, you're not in that. I'm not, I'm not in that state of mind all the time, obviously. But when when you do kind of get there, there's definitely sort of this translucent kind of. You know, you're kind of getting subconscious. I, I guess I like I like to try to picture myself as a just a window that's open. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we've ever been. You know, storytellers. We're not. It's yeah, not that. It's really kind rare. Of, Everyone's already yeah. song that kind of sounds like, oh, this is one story. This, this is the story that happened, but yeah, yeah, definitely more impressionistic. I mean, the the minimalism kind of early on sort of spurred that. You know, we realized like, wow, I, there's just four lines and four <laughs> lines and a couple loops to the cycle, and this song's done. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, so you're like, okay, well. I guess these four lines should probably be pretty, pretty potent and pretty whole and, and, and but at the same time open to interpretation. And at the same time, yeah, and yeah. it seems like yeah. very open to interpretation yeah. because you know because it's and I think that happens naturally if you if you kind of let it let it be a little loose, let it be a little impressionistic, mm-hmm. let it be a little incomplete. You now that's a big thing for me. I don't you know mm-hmm. I guess. I guess when I listen to something and there's room for my mind to to fill in the details, like I guess it's more interactive. I feel that way, and so I guess yeah. When we write, I'm 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 okay with I'm okay with it being just fragments and, mm-hmm. and just a just a moment. But then you can bring all your own memory and perception into you know. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, as we talked about before, the uh, the sound palette you guys have always played with has been this sort of um, so, sort of gone against the grain of what people expect from rock music. And then I feel like that applies lyrically as well um, to many of your songs, even on your more accessible, straightforward, you know, quote unquote, poppier songs. Mm-hmm. I do still feel like that's the case. So when you bring it up to double negative, I mean, it doesn't really sound like the guitar-based music you were playing in the 90s, but it is still that suspension of of what you expect from an, even electronic records or rock records or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not... Yeah, I think there's definitely sort of a mode or certain kind of vibe in sort of a corner of the universe that we kind of tend toward, but mm. I don't know. 
hopefully there's some room. <laughs> <laughs> so how did uh how did touring go for double negative? Was it hard to translate those songs onto the stage? No, I, we we kind of we've had experience over the years. You know, there'll be something we'll do a certain way on the record, kind of. But mm -hmm. even as we're doing it, we kind of know that we decided we'll early on that we were not gonna not gonna worry about we weren't gonna do yeah it, we weren't gonna you know. duplicate it. I mean, we mm. in some in some regards we kind of try to replicate some sounds and sounds we you know it was mostly just that... I guess to try to try to replicate the feel try to you know if we yeah. could do that with the regular yeah the regular setup that was what our intentions were and if you know if it's a good if it's a good song and you really want to do it you have, there's definitely different ways you can do it it's still going to be, be all right you know i mean i remember years ago thinking that there was always that there must be just one quintessential version of every song and it took a long time to realize like well it's a good song and you you really you know, you're really putting yourself into it. You can do it in multiple, many different ways. Um, it's yeah. still going to cut through. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there was not a lot of discussion about it. We just kind of just assumed, like, well, yeah. all right, well, I mean, here's this song. And I suppose if we're going to do it live, we'd probably have Mim do this. And I'll maybe do this effect on my guitar. But I'm basically just playing the chords. And, mm -hmm. and ba you know, the bass will do this cover this thing that's sort of a synth that will probably just make it into a bass part. <laughs> so, and there's a little bit, I don't know, there's a little bit of kind of pride in, in knowing that, you know, at the end of the day, we can just sit down with our regular instruments and play this, play a tune for somebody. Right. Yeah. You know, and I think, I think live, there's something about sort of seeing people's hands hit things and their voices, you know, make, move the air, you that you're that you're sharing you know you know what i mean yeah i mean i don't know there's something more i think it's more direct more it's just kind of more a place live i think much I think more room for air too more room for air and <laughs> human <laughs> it's all about being human for us. yeah <laughs> right right yeah you don't want it to be too perfect yeah I, yeah i, I think if you like guys left. showing up to a, I, I couldn't picture you guys showing up to a double negative show and like Play and standing behind, yes, yeah, <laughs> standing behind a desk and just singing over some MIDI track that you have going. Yeah. Right, that's like that. That's exactly that's 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 kind of the. We're, we're Maybe, not you know, only old. We're, we're not gonna, only old school. We're old. Yeah, we're old. So uh... <laughs> old and still yes. in school. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I was curious to see. I, I I think if I remember correctly, you guys were uh, this year coming to Connecticut again, but um. I think, so. yeah, <laughs> yeah. So hopefully, once quarantine <laughs> is over, we can all get back together. It would yeah. Be, yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what's going to be. I know. Um, so, what have you guys been? Have you been reading, writing, or listening to anything to, to stay grounded in quarantine? Yeah, I've been. I've been or reading some books. I've been reading. Right now, I'm reading this book called Peace Like a River. It's this Minnesota author, Leaf, Leaf or Leif, depending on who to find. Anger is his name, but yeah, no, it's really great. Just a really good story. Um, I'm not much of a writer. I wish I was. I'm trying my hand at a little watercolor. Our daughter is really artistic, and she's. We've been stocking up on art supplies. I've been trying a little bit of stuff like that. But oh, that's yeah. great, though. I don't know. I've been, yeah, I've been just kind of, yeah, I guess I'm writing and trying to work on stuff. And 
I don't know, um, working on built, you know, finish the sauna, which mm-hmm. <laughs> like three or four nights a week, that, <laughs> which was, a, which was like four so obsessive, <laughs> obsessive days of, yeah. of, of, of trying to, but, um, yeah. Watching what's a what's a show Midnight Gospel? Oh, that's what you guys are watching. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's uh, it's a new it's a new animated sh- uh, series on uh, I think it's on Netflix, but it's uh, it's pretty intense. I think it's the same. It's kind of similar to the what's not not Adventure Dragon Ball. Time is Adven- it's kind of similar to the Adventure. It's the same. It's the same person. Similar. Yeah, I think it's connected. Might be connected with Adventure Time or, or something. It, it kind of comes across that way, but it's but it's even more. It's even more kind of. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's yeah. You have to check it out. Is um, it like a very dark animated show? Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty dark. The, all the dialogue. <laughs> it sounds like someone's they're doing an interview on a blog. It's basically a blog. They're basically doing an interview, but then. But this, but this animation is going on underneath, and it's loosely connected to what they're talking about, but also not exactly what they're talking about oh, in some way. Okay. You know, it's it's sort of yeah, um, yeah. This one, check out the one with Doctor Drew. I'm not necessarily a fan of him, but the, the Doctor Drew uh, episode is is a good place to start and get a feeling mm. like oh, oh, that's what's going on here. Yeah, I'll have to look into that. I haven't, uh, yeah, I've been looking for a new show to watch in my, all my ample time. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, seriously, yeah, midnight. What, what so else, maybe I'll check that out. What else yeah, you'll do you watch? watch? Uh, we've been watching, well, we, we've been, we're a little behind, but we've been watching Killing Eve. Right. Um, although I've sort of fallen out of love with it recently. <laughs> um, we just started watching that new HBO series, Run. Oh, wow. Well, um, I don't know much about that. Hmm. with Merritt, Merritt Weaver and Donald Gleason. It was oh, like I love executive her. Merritt Weaver. I know yeah. I love her too. She's great in everything. Yeah, she is. Um, yeah, I would, if you haven't watched it, I'd recommend that show Unbelievable hmm. that she was in last Oh, year. you know, I started that and I didn't, I only got like partway through an episode and I got, I don't know, I distracted and then I, but I need to go back to it. It's, yeah, it's really good. She doesn't come in until the second episode, but she's okay. great. Tony Collette is great in it. Yeah. Um, so, th- I mean, there's so much good television and I feel like I'm missing all of it. <laughs> I know, I know. Did you watch so. Dead the first season of Dead to Me? We watched like three quarters of it mm-hmm. and then my, uh, my my boyfriend stopped wanting to watch it. So I oh, stopped no. watching it. <laughs> but I, um, I, just, I know it, I need to finish it. <laughs> I heard that the second season is coming out soon. Yeah, I'm and kind from of what I've that. seen, from what I've seen, I'm like, imagine. I can't imagine what that will look like. I know, I know. But well, you need to I watch. Think I, you need to watch. The, I have to watch the end. Yeah, so then you'll <laughs> then you'll get an idea. Okay. I mean, I like both of them, and I think they're both really good in it. So yeah, I do have I do to go too. back and finish yeah. that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I haven't I haven't been uh, reading much because I'm also a um an English teacher, so I've been just working mostly. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, that's pretty but, great. Um, you know, yeah. so sticking with the texts that we're teaching. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Are you having Summers to do... when I get to read. Are you doing Zoom classroom kind of stuff or like lecture um, or is no. it just, just... It's mostly just like electronic writing and discussion okay. boards and we, we can do video classes if we want, but we mm-hmm. can't require them because not everyone can do them. Yeah, that's um, true. And honestly, for me, it's always been like a weirdness 
kind of for me to like be skyping into their like bedroom yeah i know um, it is weird oh so i'm not yeah. i'm not super into it but uh i know some teachers some teachers have been gladly um zooming yeah. with, you know seven kids at a time and that's yeah our our 15 year old does it like every every weekday his superintendent mm-hmm. kind of does like a zoom chat with everybody well whoever joins it it. but it's really great because they just yeah i think our principal does that a little bit you know what are you doing yeah all right yeah yeah we have we have a discussion board every week that's basically just a general like come in and talk about whatever because it's been hard for them too um i don't know how your kids have been doing but i know it's been hard for a lot of students to adjust i think they seem to be doing okay okay there's definitely the high school is still going on our our, our daughter, she's finished her college classes. Are, yeah, so she's she finished a week or two ago, but yeah. it went uh, all right. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's weird. weird, but you know. Yeah, it is weird, and we don't even know we don't even know if it'll be over by September. <laughs> we may be starting this way. It might yeah. be, yeah. Yeah, it might be, uh, which will be really strange, but crazy. Well. well, I hope you guys stay safe and home and healthy and happy. Enjoy yeah, you too. <laughs> um, thank you so much again, both of you, for talking to me. It's yeah, thanks a, for it. It's been a pleasure getting to chat with you guys. Yeah, you too. Hey, yeah, uh, you too. Yeah, take care. All right, stay safe. See you. Take care. Thank you, you too. Right, bye. Bye.